beware. This is So You Goose. That was Bumps Do You, a podcast where we explore the insanity of the 90s TV show Goosebumps and review each episode with our proprietary every goddamn time. Why do I always include this word? Proprietary rating system. How many bumps out of 10 bumps? The, the Well, this is a special episode because the creator of that system and <laughs> namer of this episode is returning for episode nine of Goosebumps, which is the return of the mummy. And that man is Carl. Carl, how you doing? How, how does it feel to be here now in the heights of the glory of this series? I am honoured, mate. <laughs> no offence, I haven't been listening. I didn't know that I'd had such an impact. <laughs> the only reason I've kept this going is because I love that so much. <laughs> One of the stupidest things I've ever said, and apparently that's my legacy. <laughs> Oh, well, here we are, episode nine, Return of the Mummy. I'd never seen this episode before. I, I swear they played like three on Fox Kids on repeat always, so I thought I was a fan of Goosebumps. Really, I just really like those three episodes. Have you ever seen this? See, I thought that I had seen these these shows, but now I think I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark and just thought it was Goosebumps oh, the sure. entire time. Yeah, yeah. Because so far, none of the episodes have seemed familiar looking at the titles and also notice there's no like the mummy episode return of the mummy isn't a sequel okay so it would suggest that and i think uh, this is based on the second book return of the mummy but the episode would just have you believe that the return comes from okay so that mummy was once alive technically <laughs> he is returning and any villain who has ever lived before the movie started should probably change the titles to the return of the, the first mummy movie should have been the return of the mummy <laughs> So the next episode, I think, is Night of the Living Dummy, which is a very famous Goosebumps book and episode, but they don't do the first one. Again, they do number two, and they just call the episode Night of the Living Dummy 2, so they're not even hiding from it. They're just unashamedly creating episodes out of shittier books. But just two sequels in a row without doing the first one. Yes, yes. It's one of the stupidest things. Just presume they happened, yeah. If I were... A kid, because they pop up the name of the movie, sorry, the name of the episode as it starts. Yes. If I saw one that said Night of the Living Dummy 2, I'd be like, oh, I haven't seen the first one. Stop. Yeah, I need to, I need watch to go the first find one. that. <laughs> you can't. It doesn't exist. I think maybe maybe the thinking was if we like make an episode of the second book, people will go out and buy the first book and then you know continue buying them. But who knows? Who, who knows what this fucking eternally 70-year-old man was thinking? <laughs> yeah, I assume Goosebumps was struggling for readers. Must be what it was. Which, speaking of, did you know it's back this month? Goosebumps TV shows. It is. Someone might finally listen to this. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> for one, and scary, just as this intends it to be. But uh, it's not, <laughs> from what I've read, it's not a Goosebumps story. It's an original story, just within, like, it's written to be like Goosebumps from the, the things I've read about it so far. So we'll see. Are they digging up R.L. Stein to do the intros? He, he wasn't in this one, which alive. was sad to me. He's 79, apparently, even though he has been that Fuck age. Off. He was 79 <laughs> in the first episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was, but that's what Wikipedia says. <laughs> um, I imagine he will be in the intro and everything if they're going to go classic with it. I think that the movies are quite popular, but I don't think they really spoke to what fans wanted of them. Has he popped up in any more? 
Because he was in the first one that I was on the episode for, but he wasn't in this one. No. He they did had a like voiceover a little, um, guy. Narration at the beginning, didn't he? And he was in like in a room and was being all spooky. Mm. No, he wasn't he wasn't in any of the others like that. The first one, he's the one who says, Viewers beware, you're in for a scare. Yes. But now it's kind of in the theme tune, I noticed. Yes. I don't know how he digests that or critique that. He's just not in them anymore. <laughs> who knows? They could have used the same one over and over again, but it, it doesn't matter. He, I think he is in the intro too. He's the guy with the glasses on and the briefcase. Uh, but I, he's rich. Who He doesn't give a fuck about all this, does he? He is rolling in money. <laughs> Do you know it's the second best-selling book series of all time? After? I believe Harry Potter. Oh yeah, I'll probably could have guessed that to be fair it is crazy because I, I was convinced this man wasn't real for so long yeah it's a very valid thought it, he doesn't sound real but his real name is very boring so you realize why he changed it to something a bit more spooky he the the first episode him at the start looks so much like he fits the name rl stein i assumed it was an actor too good yeah they just found that man yeah <laughs> <laughs> He found them. <laughs> well, let's let's bloody get started, shall we? We'll start with the plot snop. It's not very long. Shocking. <laughs> Whilst visiting his uncle and cousin in Egypt, Gabe inadvertently brings a mummified prince back from the dead. There you go. Oh yeah, well, okay. Well, this might be the first plot synop where I'm like, yeah, that, that's good. That's pretty good. That is what happened. <laughs> well done, Google. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. For some reason, you can't get the plot stop straight from Google, so I had to go to IMDb for all of these. Uh, otherwise, you just okay. get the blurb of the book. Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry, fuck Google. I've well done, IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, having mentioned the theme tune as well, I never, ever get tired of hearing it. I love it so much. And when it came on, I always go to skip through to get through the episode as quickly as I can. But every time that theme tune comes on, I've got to listen. It's a fucking banger. Got to be honest, I already don't remember it. Oh, I'm so angry oh, with you right now. I'm going to have to take eight episodes off again, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the episode begins with our protagonist, Gabe. He's narrating. He's introducing his cousin, Sari, and his uncle, Ben, who knows absolutely everything about ancient Egypt, mummies, and rice. Gabe, Sari, and Ben... Uh, <laughs> entering the tomb of Prince Koru. This is like an undiscovered tomb. No one's ever been there before. These are like the first people on the scene, which is just immensely insane on so many fronts. Firstly, how are two children at the top of the waiting list to go to something that must be of national interest to Egypt? <laughs> and secondly, where are their parents? Why is this old man allowed to take two children into what is probably a booby-trapped tomb? So I think I think he's her parent. Yes. Oh, but yeah. Okay. We're a Gabe's. But not a but Gabe's uncle. But yeah, Gabe starts this in his little journal, writing away that they're on not not an archaeological dig. They're on a secret dig, which I think is otherwise known as grave robbing. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> if, if, if it's not an approved archaeological dig. You're just robbing tombs for a living. <laughs> How did you spend your summer? I was with my uncle and we stole Egyptian artifacts. You know, you're not even far off because the uncle does steal something very soon and gives it to Gabe as like a little gift. Is that amber necklace he gives him. Yeah. And it's just 
not something that's cool. I mean, these are significant historical artifacts, and we know that they belong with the people of the British Museum. <laughs> Don't worry, Gabe's a sleeper cell. He'll be taken out right back to all blighty. Thank you. So it's, it's, they're like, enter the tomb, and Gabe shows off here that he's got a mummy's hand, which some street seller sold him on the way to the temple, like unbeknownst to his cousin or his uncle. And he says that it's a, like a magic talisman that can be used to communicate and summon the dead. Uncle Ben says this is just like one of the biggest scams around. Yeah, they're always selling rotten, very tiny arms. Very small. This <laughs> very was a child's arm. But real. This is a dead child. Yeah, apparently real. But what, it's really odd that this seems like a really important scene. But we don't get to see it. We're just kind of told afterwards, oh yeah, I came through the airport and some dude sold me a mummified hand that's going to be the key to everything that happens in the rest of the episode. Was it a budget thing? Like You, you can have tent and inside a pyramid. We cannot afford airport. It's absolutely a budget thing. And probably a time thing because this was a serialized kid show where they've all got to be around 21 minutes. Oh, yeah, and all the yeah, right. like everything else was required. They didn't have time to fit this in. <laughs> they're allowed one set, so if they're writing <laughs> lots of scenes, they have to write them on that set. So unless the market seller was outside the temple, they should have set up an airport scene in what was quite obviously a dusty old pyramid <laughs> scene and see if we noticed. <laughs> oh, uh, so, oh! So whilst Gabe is like taking some pictures of the the stuff on the walls, the hi- hi- hieroglyphics? No. What are they called? Hieroglyphs? No. Was, well, what, what annoyed the... Sorry, I hate this little girl. And sure. I know we're meant to, but that for some reason, in order, order to show that she's a bit of a know-it-all, every single line of dialogue she has is just correcting Gabe every time. And it becomes infuriating. But the point here, he's taking a photo of them and he asks them to shift over a little to get these pictures into shot for his photograph and she goes oh they're actually called hieroglyphics there we go yes (laughs) but no no they're not that thing on that wall is a picture it's a picture of one man stood there it's not that hieroglyphics (laughs) is writing there's no right it's a picture of one dude just chilling out (laughs) just one big letter like walking into my house and i've painted t on the wall this picture this painting of the man is enormous unless it is a wall that just displays the alphabet all the way along (laughs) what do you want in your tomb sir a b c d well yeah that's how you know where the gates are gate a (laughs) gate b gate c (laughs) anything to declare One petrified boy's hand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking it to the museum. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah, she is. She's annoying throughout all of this. The kids always are in these. Yeah, oh, so as he's taking a photo, something happens and he, he drops the hand. It starts crawling about on the floor. We can see it moving, but he doesn't see it. And then when he goes to pick it up after all the fuss has been put to rest, he sees that there's like drag marks along the floor from where it's been crawling. But he he just pops it back in his pocket. He's not too worried about that. He's a very stupid child, (laughs) which we will get to later on. It becomes obvious pretty earlier, but more obvious the further on it goes. He's a very happy child, a very enthusiastic. He has one emotion, which is enthusiasm, if that is an emotion. But it, it grates very quickly. 
Wow, what's that? What does that mean? Mm. Actually, it's a hieroglyphic. <laughs> it's a fucking painting. Get back in your box. <laughs> well, Gabe and Zari investigate the... I've written hieroglyphics, but they're paintings on the walls, as Connor's made evident. Oh, yeah, she does tell him that it's telling the story of the journey to the soul, or journey of the soul or something. Yes. Oh, yeah, she it's says... either the most efficient language ever, and you need a painting of one man to tell everything. <laughs> Well, she's a little bullshitter. <laughs> it's either one letter or a novel. It's not in between those two things. So that picture of a man is either T or... It's, it's like when you go wall. into an art gallery, and to me it just looks like yeah. a painting of nothing. Someone just painted a bit of white, and someone goes, oh, well, it's got all these hidden meanings that you just don't get. It's, it's about the journey of the soul. No, it's not. It's one guy stud with one arm behind his back and one arm in front of him. And fucking Gabe is eating it up. He's loving being here. And then Sorry not wow, enjoying... what does that mean? Yeah, Sorry hating that he's enjoying it, leans in and says, can't you feel the presence of death here? And then fucks off. <laughs> Just to spoil the mood for him for a moment. And then he has a little panic about where they are. But also, they're the first people in this tomb. And there are lights everywhere. And not just, like, gas lamps. They are... Like faux gas lamps. And I know that's for the set, but how am I to believe they have discovered this tomb? I've just realised that, as you said, the uncle is just lying to them that they've discovered the tomb and they are grave robbing. So that, that adds up. <laughs> that adds up. <laughs> oh. Well, yes, suddenly Sari and Uncle Ben disappear and Gabe, uh, he's panicking, but he begins to hear them calling out from afar, deeper within the tomb. And he starts wandering towards the sound of their voices and ends uh -huh. up falling into a pit. Well, he, he he's faced with a dilemma <laughs> as he comes to hunt down his uncle and cousin. cousin. That is the word. That's the word I was like. I almost said niece. Well done, Carl. <laughs> well, he gets to two doorways. And does he pick doorway number one that has a gas lamp there or doorway number two that is pitch black and looks like no one has entered it in thousands of years? And which one does he pick, Evan? The dark one. But, but, <laughs> think about the logic from his point of view. We've all already been down the gas lamp one. That's why we've been installing the gas lamps along the way. So, they must be installing the gas lamps in the dark corridor. Therefore, I happily jog down there. It does sound like Gabe logic. <laughs> if there's anything I excel at, it's Gabe logic. <laughs> Well, no, he, he takes the wrong corridor. He falls into a pit. But this pit happens to be like this big undiscovered room. No one else, well, obviously it's undiscovered. It was the, the dark corridor. And in this room is a big sarcophagus. Uh, ben and Sari come to rescue Gabe and they throw down a rope. And this is a really odd scene because the rope has like a snake on the end. But it looks like a snake dropping down at first and Gabe has a panic. But then you like see the rest of the rope and it's just rope. So, it, like, it sets it up as it being a hallucination caused by the mysterious forces. But there's no more of that throughout this episode. So you have to come to the conclusion that his uncle does have a rope with a big snake's head on the end just to scare the kids. Because there's no other, like, hallucinations or, like... It's to scare off the archaeologists so he can rob the graves. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. To be fair, they are always down, so... <laughs> But what really bugged me in this scene is that he chucks this rope down and get he chucks the snake rope down and he tells Gabe to grab it. And I feel like any normal person would grab the rope and then start to climb up 
But Gabe just grabs it and then just dangles his entire weight onto the rope and, gr- and then just, just expects his uncle to lift him. Uh, well, I think we've perfectly set like up... Like a little that, baby. That is something Gabe would do. He, he does... <laughs> He pinces his little child hands on and then he just removes any control from his body. He goes limp, he plants on the spot and his uncle drags him up. <laughs> it's quite the scene. This is an old man. <laughs> but they they have to because they've only got so much budget and so much time and so many sets. So they're like, okay, how can we get a full minute and a half out of this scene? Oh, let's make the old man drag a kid up and we'll watch every fucking second of it. Should, should we do the airport scene or should, <laughs> should we just show an old man pulling on a rope for far too long? How will we know how Gabe gets out if we don't? See? He's not going to climb out. He's just going to dangle. Is he going to dangle forever? Look, we've got two choices. We can learn how Gabe got the petrified magic hand or how he gets out of the hole. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad they made that choice. It was good. This is now where, uh, like we referred to earlier, Uncle Ben gives Gabe the the scarab encased in amber, the, the loot he's found that he's using to keep Gabe quiet. And yeah, that, my, my note here was actually that, yeah, they're grave robbing, so I completely agree with you. <laughs> oh, and he's given it to the kid so he can traffic it through customs. No, I'm going to stop yeah, a kid. I don't, I don't think a standard archaeological dig is find artifact. No, you have and one. And decide, do, do I, yeah, one for me, one for the museum, one for me, one for the museum. <laughs> <laughs> this one will look good on my nephew, so he can have that one. So they're back in their tent now after finding the sarcophagus, and just a new character is introduced in the most goosebumps way possible. She just walks into the, the set everyone else is on and introduces herself. Her name is Neela. She says that she's a journalist. Uh, well, she gives a- another name, but I missed what it was. And Uncle Ben says something like, I thought you were all called journalists now, but I, I could not, I couldn't rewind. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, it's YouTube. You could have rewound, but to watch it again. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she, she walks in and is just like, I heard you discovered a new room. How did you hear that? We just got out of the <laughs> new room and walked into our tent. How are you here already? Unless one of us has grasped us in. How do you know? Unless it's the little girl. It could be the little girl. Absolutely. I would believe that she's going to the press. She shows Gabe here that she also has one of these little amber necklaces, but I don't think hers has a scarab in it. No. So we're told when Gabe gets his necklace that scarabs represent living forever in ancient Egyptian culture, which will be relevant to the plot, but also I did a quick Google. Not true. Just made up. Of course it's made up. This is Goosebumps. R.L. Stein was looking at a blank page and was like, I'll just I'll just say a bunch of shit about Egypt. No one's gonna fact check me, are they? I'm I'm doing five of these this month. No one's <laughs> fact checking them all. She's she's rocked up to talk about this new room and then she's has some sort of manservant with her. And he's Oh I love this guy. Yeah, he's heard that he he overhears that they've found the pharaoh's tomb or the prince's tomb, and he he says that no one must enter the tomb. It is cursed. Someone will die. And Gabe says, "What was that all about?" <laughs> like that that is some fucking solid listening skills there, Gabe. Like, well, how best to explain it to you? I think I think what he's saying is that if someone goes into the tomb, someone might die because there's a curse. If I were to <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
and then he runs off. That's what I love is just he oh, yeah, drops that guy the just cases. Bolts. I thought he was going to be set up as like someone who knew because this this new woman uh, Nila is obviously evil. You can tell straight away. And of course, it's oh, yeah. of course it is. Yeah. So I thought like he'd be her servant, but he just, he was like an Uber driver who agreed <laughs> to take this woman to the cursed tomb and then got there, realized the tomb had been opened and was like, oh, you can keep your money. I'm out of here. Yeah. So she's, she's looking at the picture that Gabe took of this tomb entrance or what turned out to be a tomb entrance. And she can read the ancient hieroglyphics on it. And it says, let me rest in peace. And Gabe says, whoa, what does that mean? So fucking, how hard was this fall? Because this is the thickest kid. I don't think the fall did it. (laughs) If anything, that helped. (laughs) This kid is operating at a second grade listening level at this point. Zero critical thinking skills at all. No, he just enjoys things. He's not there to understand them. I'm really happy to be here. I don't know why I was invited on an archaeological dig when I, I can know. barely understand what people are saying to me. I don't know what any of this is, but I love being here. <laughs> you tell me anything, I will believe you. I think that picture is writing now. He'll say, what is that? Is what he'll, he'll say, but yeah, he'll, he'll smile when he says it. <laughs> oh, so I just love everything about this scene. Because then Uncle Ben somehow now knows the magic words that will revive the prince. Oh, And yeah, we are sure. told that they are <laughs> Haru, Hurrah, Hari. Which, I mean, that is fucking minimal effort. I, I didn't do my, I didn't do any research. I already know that is nothing. That is just nonsense words. They stick a little bit of a <laughs> at the start of everyone, so we go, oh, they, yeah, that sounds Egyptian. Vaguely, it's pretty, yeah. They might as well have just gone. You just need to say the three magic words. Iggle, piggle, wiggle. And <laughs> he will come back to life. <laughs> well, yeah, they get in. Uh, so, so they go down to that pit where uh, the Gabe found. And they he says something like, this is a false tomb. You know, there, there must be an entrance somewhere else to the real place. Gabe, like, sees a hand in the wall. Again, not really sure what that is because the mummy's currently still in the sarcophagus. I think that's his summoner baby hand that he got from the airport. Oh, okay. Well, well, I think he, he dropped it when he fell. Yeah. And it's just oh, chilling yes. in the wall, I think. How is it pulling him? What's it using as leverage? <laughs> it's just a hand. And a like baby's Gabe, hand. Gabe will it. believe anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what does this mean? G- Gabe, Gabe, Gabe could just move away with this hand holding his arm, but... He's Gabe. Oh He's no, planting. I'm holding place. An arm has me. <laughs> Gabe assumes it's pulling him through the wall, so Gabe approaches the wall, and then it, it turns into the, one of those Scooby-Doo revolving walls, and they go through into the real tomb. On the turning, the wall knocks out Uncle Ben, which is so good, because we don't need him <laughs> for the next scene, and we could not figure out how to write him out other than via this method. Uncle Ben gets knocked out for the rest of it, and then he's back at the end and just believes a pair of children about everything that happens behind that wall. Which I suppose... Oh, no, he does. Yeah, they tell him the truth, which is yeah. insane. And then he, he like, assumes everyone will believe them. Oh, he was hit pretty hard. You can't be out that long anyway. It's really bad for you. If you're out for, like, 40 <laughs> minutes, you, you're done, I think. It's so bad for you. Anyway... <laughs> They open the sarcophagus. What does that mean? <laughs> and find it empty. And just as that happens, a mummy attacks 
from somewhere else in the room, maybe? My notes are kind of vague here. If you could yeah, they tell. Yeah, have, they have haru-hara-hareed him back yes. to life. And now he is just wandering around with all the strength and mobility of a 5,000-year-old corpse. It's not the <laughs> scariest thing I've ever seen. No. I mean, they brought they brought in like, a mime artist to play that role, and I feel like he went he lent too much into broken old fossil rather than scary monster. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not that threatening when a pensioner is attacking you. <laughs> I mean, pretty effective about against Gabe, seeming as he plants and asks what's happening, but sorry, might fight back. Yeah, this man is solely held together by his reps at this point. <laughs> I, this is a nitpick. It reminded me of Sam when I wrote this, because he'd write something smarter than me, obviously, but... I just couldn't let it go. When they're pushing open the sarcophagus, Sari says, heave, whilst pushing. Now, I'm no expert on Hmm. this, but is heave not the pull and hoe the push? Genuine question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've found one of the very, very small gaps in my knowledge, Evan. I've got a lot of experience with the hoes, but... (laughs) Okay, maybe I'll Heaving has been minimal in my life. Tune back into the next episode, we'll find out whether or not Heave is Paul, but I'm pretty sure she's wrong. (laughs) She can never be wrong. Those are hieroglyphics. She might have just been saying it so she could correct herself. She's not spoken (laughs) in a while. (laughs) But it's at this point, when the the mummy's attacking them, uh, that Neela uh, appears in the room, stating that she is the sister of the dead prince. She wanted someone to find the tomb again so she could find it, and her and her brother could rule. He's not up for it. He wants to stay in bed. Like, he's, yeah, like, she, immediately... She, she needed someone to find the tomb so that she could find it. Yes. But then came in through a different entrance she must have known about anyway. She, she didn't come in the same way they did. She just appeared around a corner. She also appeared at the tent outside the tomb. So, did she but, just I not mean, know the magic words? I, 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 I mean, you were worrying about being pedantic with your heaving and hoeing. Pretty annoyed about that still. I was far more annoyed that an ancient Egyptian woman and an ancient Egyptian prince who's been dead for thousands of years were communicating in English. (laughs) (laughs) What would you have preferred? Pictures? I mean, at least Gabe could then ask, what does that mean? (laughs) And then they could tell us, in English. (laughs) In English, (laughs) His cousin could have translated. She understands it all. Uh, Well, to be even more pedantic, while she's giving the speech about being his sister and everything... Was that not just the worst acting you've ever seen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I love is, that, does she become suddenly far more foreign after she reveals herself? I don't feel like her accent was that strong no, in the scene wasn't. in the tent. Yes, but she's just said that she was Egyptian, so now they have to prove it. Yeah, she kind of gets to the point where she suddenly knows English not as well <laughs> and has to think about every word for some reason. It's very odd. She She's had this big plan. She's going to find a brother who's going to be reawakened so they can take over the world. And he's just like, no, no I don't want to do that. Go away. What I want to be left mean? alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, yeah. but there's no, I don't get, there's no, like, the mummy Imhotep superpower curse. No. How, how is a woman who's been alive forever but seemingly has no extra powers other than that she doesn't die and her pet vacuum cleaner dust bag gonna take over the world what's the plan the the way she was talking about it was that they would rule again so i think she was just expecting they would see they were both alive and then just be like oh 
you know, take out the current leader. One of the old ones is back. Their turn isn't done. <laughs> because you're right, there's no powers. There's no, no threat. They've, there's no plan. The brother doesn't even want to do it. Uh, but she, like, her whole thing was, you know, when you, we were alive, you were alive, you were technically the king, but I did all the ruling because you were, like, a bit unwell. And then that's it. Yeah, it all falls apart with any form of motive. The motive was returning the mummy, which we've done. And now... (laughs) True, we've had the return of the mummy. He did not want to return. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's, to be fair, it's original. I've never, there's no other horror movie I've seen where the bad guy's been reawakened and just gone. Uh, no. I was quite happy not doing that. I tried quite hard to die. Put me back. Oh. I've been dead for a while, and it's, it sounds easier than your plan. What plan? There was no plan. Her, well, her plan was doing this, but then anything after that, nothing. Well, Gabe somehow does have a plan here because he realises that his little magic hand is somehow connected to all of this. So he throws it in a, a just a lit fire that's been in an, an encased room for centuries. And <laughs> Koru begins to die and the tomb well, starts yeah, to collapse. He seems, he seems to be sort of tortured by this burning of a random child hand. For else's hand, yeah. <laughs> no reason. Gabe does initially, before burning the hand try to use the magic words that he heard f- three minutes earlier, but he says haru, he says hurrah, and then he just goes, uh, something or other. Yeah. Just pick another fucking vowel, <laughs> Gabe. Fucking noises, mate. And what happened to the chick? I've forgotten what happened to Neela. Oh, so the fucking walking pile of sand somehow smashes her her necklace. Oh yes, the, she had a Lalamba thing. Because scarabs mean living forever in ancient Egyptian culture. But she didn't have a scarab. No, but she she turned into a scarab, because then one crawled out of where her dress was. Oh. But it... <laughs> well, all they had done is painted a cockroach gold. <laughs> it wasn't a scarab. <laughs> so a gold, a gold painted cockroach just walked out from under her dress. <laughs> I mean, I think the problem is that this this mummy didn't want to come back, but he gets quite a grim ending. It's not like they had to defeat him or else the world is screwed. He's like, no, I just want to stay in bed. Leave me be. But he just gets crushed to bits. Yeah, but then there's this bit at the end where the hand crawls out of the tomb, the crushed tomb, with like the amber necklace. Yeah. Which I think is what we're supposed to assume is what that mummy would need in order to come back to life. But he didn't want to come back to life. No, and also, it, like, its body is done now. It could come back to life, but it was in a bad state before. But now, it is paper thin. That thing came <laughs> down. And that's that's the episode. Uh, usually these try to teach you a lesson of some kind. I, I do not know what it was. Oh, there is a bit of a wrap-up scene where... Uncle Ben is talking with the kids and he believes them all. And he's like, oh, we're going to tell the world. Everybody's going to believe us. And then we see the hand with the necklace. and the, the... Yeah, it climbs into Gabe's suitcase. And yes. now he's going to accidentally take it back to That's America. Yeah. And it's going to take over America somehow with all that enthusiasm it has for world domination. I think Gabe will be shot at the airport and, <laughs> you know, the briefcase will sit in an evidence locker for the rest of time. 
that's that's the episode. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no lesson. Glad, glad to be back no for this one, mate. Cheers. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Should have come back <laughs> at ten. Should have come back for the second living dummy. Oh, I didn't do my fuck. Already fa- met the first living dummy, mate, for bringing me back to watch oh, this, haven't we? Beautiful. That's me. <laughs> I'm the dummy. I'm the Gabe. Uh, yeah, but what does that mean? Spoopy season. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to do a fucked fact, and I searched for ages for anything related to Goosebumps or R.L. Stein or the cast of this episode where something fucked happens. And usually there's always something. There's always a an actor who's killed people or done something controversial, but there's not really anything for this other than this kind of fucked fact I found where it's more of uh, the state of our current present reality fact. The original publisher of Goosebumps, which is Scholastic, has been retroactively editing the books, the like the 80 or so that they produced before R.L. Stein moved to another publisher, to like remove phrases from the books to make them more PC, like more woke. And you know, I have no opinions on any of this. I'm just telling you what I found. So they want to remove terms that would trigger children, such as references to weight or mental health. So terms like plump have been changed to cheerful. References to <laughs> villains making characters slaves removed. Uh, and words like crazy swapped for silly. Uh, that's kind of it, I guess. Like, I suppose you don't need those to write a compelling story. But, uh, you know, that changes the landscape of reading Goosebumps a little bit. Yeah, that's I as fucked like, a fact as I could find. <laughs> At a certain point, you might as well just not write horror for kids then. Yeah. <laughs> really. No well, scary if there's words. a mummy in this one, we need to have a daddy otherwise. <laughs> That's a broken home. <laughs> what will the kid think? I mean, we've seen what happens to kids that come out of broken homes. They start terrible podcasts that people listen to, and we don't want that. <laughs> ah, sorry, that's a lie. No one listens. And there's our fucked fact for the episode. The first one was a lie. <laughs> well, Cole, that's, that's the end. How do you feel? I'm so glad to be back. Thank you for having me on. What does that mean? <laughs> hey, before we kill ourselves, I'm going to hit you with your very own question, which is, so you goose that was bumps, do you? And how many bloody bumps out of 10 do you bump this? Hey, this, what did I give the first one? I think I was overly harsh just to be a dick. Yeah, you might have wanted to be better. The first one was actually not that bad. This one, it just, I, 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 don't, I don't understand what I was just made. What does that mean? Really, like genuinely, because Gabe was right the all whole along. thing was a mummy, like bringing back the mummy to take up, but the mummy didn't want to take over the world. What kind of story? I don't understand what the story is. No, and you know, thinking about that this was an episode of the second book, but in this episode, the mummy didn't want to come back. So what does that mean the first book was about? Did he return does the first mean? time and did want to come back? But then... Maybe he'd met Gabe before, but Gabe is so forgetful and unaware of what's going on, he doesn't remember. And he's just like, I, I can't do this kid again. Just put me back. <laughs> I have no idea. This, this... No, yeah, this is a solid one. One? One out of ten. Wow. This is. Wow. It's not a story. It's not, if I said to you, mate, I've, I've been sat thinking, I've got an idea for a kid's book. It's called The Return of the Mummy. They bring a mummy back to life. And then it just wants to be dead at the end. I'd hope you'd go, maybe maybe second draft that. Definitely don't get it made into a TV show. I, I agree, yeah. Uh, I, I've seen worse episodes 
of Goosebumps than this. So by comparison, I can't rate this a one. I'm going to rate this a four. But I'm not. Yeah, happy I feel like about I have my that. own rating scale now because I haven't been taking part. Yes. <laughs> I'll probably adjust on the fly as we go. If there's a worse one, there will be worse ones. <laughs> there are less good ones than I thought, but I remembered. Uh, but the next one should be good. Yeah, four for me. Uh, I can't, you know, add anything other than what you said. Really, Gabe was the only enjoyable part of this, but only because they didn't know what to do with him, so they just had him not understanding what was happening every <laughs> scene, and that was quite enjoyable. Other than that, awful stuff. And that closes us out for this episode, Carl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry this was your return. I did want it. Hey, hang on. This is your return, and you also don't want to be doing it. So, <laughs> actually, quite serendipitous. Ah. Uh. The return of the daddy. Put me back. <laughs> oh, beautiful stuff. Well, thank you, Carl, so much for, for joining me. And thank you, everyone, okay. for listening. Can I be untied now, please? Yes. <laughs> oh, so uh, we have guested over on Block Blunders podcast for a very special episode. I don't want to give away too much, but we've done something a bit different to what their guests normally do, and we think they enjoyed it. Either they really enjoyed it, or we will never be invited back. But really do go check that out. I think that's out probably the same day this episode comes out, a few hours before, so that would be awesome if you could check that out and show those guys some support, because we appreciate them taking a gamble on us again, which may or may not have paid off. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Uh, oh god how do i end these usually uh, oh follow us over on twitter uh, x and instagram at so you think pods check out our youtube channel which i am adding more videos to as we go and until bloody next time whatever that is it's either gonna be leprechaun it's part two or another fucking goosebumps let's hope not until then goosebumps what does that mean <laughs> I think the balls. goodbye this is that rap is out and I'm tripping rap flow for them box spitting being monsters sniffing that blow. Rock colors know the style triple that dough. Forty cow for them cops up to sit them back slow. What y'all know about?